Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. We are proud to present for your viewing pleasure, straight from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, Ottawa, the Milky Way, straight past Alpha Centauri, George Hunter. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Well, this is my uh, first podcast of the Please Disturb Me for Art. This is an online store that I recently just opened up, believe it or not, simultaneous, simultaneously with another two. I've been working around the clock for two days trying to open up the store and I just realized today, probably about four hours ago, that not only did I open up this store, I opened up two other ones. That's what we were supposed to do. They gave me... Um, um, they, they gave me lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, and I just, just kept going. The lessons were just relentless and never-ending, but, and I'm still not done. Now I'm tweaking. But the point being is I have my online store uh, ready to go. People can go shop there now. Everything is set up and finalized. Uh, my products are, uh, are not only on there, but there's more coming in daily which is a wonderful thing. You know, the interesting thing about this whole ordeal that I'm going through right now is the lessons and the education that I learned through my entire life, it really meant nothing. Nothing ever transpired with it. It's un unbelievable. Like I've taken, I've taken acting lessons. I've, uh, I, I sing, I've uh, hosted karaoke. Um, I've, done plays you know I like I love to act as well but obviously nothing seemed to transpire out of it because like how many people really become famous right so you know you just go to work and my goodness the jobs that I had <laughs> I was in the circus I was in the circus if you remember the garden uh, the shrine circus uh, it goes through Manitoba well, I was with the Garden Brothers Circus. They're actually positioned in Minnesota, Mississauga, Ontario. And uh, during the uh, Shrine Circus, uh, they call themselves the Shriners. Um, but they're actually the Garden Brothers Circus. The Shriners just, you know, tag along and, you know, just, you know, do good things for the kids and uh, get a lot of more money donated and eat a lot of pizza and drink a lot of beer and have a lot of fun. You know, it's actually quite... Uh, uh, it's quite interesting to watch that because, you know, they're all old men, they're all retired, they've already done what they need to do. And, you know, just to sit back and watch those old men just, you know, swap stories. And I was always in awe of them. But, you know, I was told I was an old soul. So I always liked the older people anyway. Never understood the younger people, you know. <laughs> and it's not getting any easier, I tell you. But uh, this online store that I have, it's. It's quite unique, okay? The very first thing that I decided to do was take all of my talents and try to sum them up into one thing. And I started doing online skits. Five minutes here, five minutes there. I tried to create a 30-minute... Uh, pardon me. I tried to create a 30-minute uh, comedy show called Four Skits and Giggles. It's on my YouTube right now. It's on my Facebook. You can actually see it right now. I even have a Halloween special. 
Uh, it, it's quite funny, you know, but obviously something was missing. I was thinking like something is going on here. Like there, I, I, I have, I have something here, but the puzzle's not complete. And lo and behold, my sister comes over, and she, for some reason, out of the blue, do not tell me why. But she brings me some canvases, paints, brushes. She says, "George, I want you to paint." And I'm sitting here going, "Okay." But the weird thing is, she knew I loved to draw when I was younger. When I was a child, I was never without a pencil, crayon, you know, pencil crayon. No, it doesn't matter. I loved to draw, and I think the reason why I got away from it is because I met, which turned out to be one of my bestest friends,、uh, Jason, Jason Hansen, a very, very good man. A little lost right now, but、uh, doesn't erase the fact that he's such a good soul. You know, everybody's hurting. But this man, oh my goodness, he so put me to shame with his drawings, and I guess I felt a little—I don't know—jealous. <laughs> really, in awe, though. Like I saw this guy draw a RoboCop from scratch, and by the time he was done, I saw screws and and. Oh my goodness, the 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 dedication that this man had to his art. I think that's why I kind of backed off because I did not have that dedication. I did not have that drive. And well, long I make a long story short. Twenty years went by, and now here's my sister at the door, saying, "I want you to paint." And something. Absolutely fantastic happened. I, I thought I would have lost everything. I've never really painted before, actually, but I knew I was a good drawer, not as good as my friend Jason, and I think that was my problem. Like, why am I comparing myself to anybody? Because art is in the eye of the beholder. Like, who cares that he can draw something identical? He's drawing something that already exists. People are trying to get through to me for a long time with this, and I never really comprehended what they were trying to convey to me until I started creating. I took radio and television broadcasting. Graduated. Nothing came out of it, of course, except the fact that I now honed my skills and perfected them. But again, I'm sitting here going, "Okay, now what do I do with them?" So the last piece of the puzzle was my art, and when I started putting my art together, I was pleasantly surprised at what I had accomplished, what I was still able to do, and the fact that even though I was not painting, my mind was still working. My mind was still. Categorizing and keeping it clean for when I wanted to come back, because it was almost like I never left the game. And now I'm looking around my house and at these paintings, and 
everyone that comes over, they are conversation pieces for hours. I have no idea how I did what I did, but yet I'm still doing it. I'm not going to question it. The art, the depth, the uniqueness—it's coming from somewhere. But the one thing I love about my art is it definitely that definitely rings true with the title of my store. Disturb me for art, and which that what that means is my art is some of it quite disturbing. The conversation pieces、um, that I'm talking about would be、uh, of conflict. I have a wonderful piece that was just calling to me. I I have no idea why I was so wrapped up in American politics. I'm Canadian, right? Like I could really care less. I just I guess there was nothing on television, you know. But as we're Watching this, I saw a man that was being treated very unfairly. I wanted to do something because I do not know. I do not like dishonesty. Like if this guy was an orange piece of crap, then you know what? He's an orange piece of crap, and you know that's exactly how he should be、uh, labeled. But everything that they were saying, it was so. So wrong, so false, and they all knew it. And the reason why I know this now is because it's all coming out now. And I do not want to focus on this. I do not want to talk about this crap anymore. But the point being is, as a result of all of that, something happened, and my hand had a mind of its own, and he created. Yes, I call him he. <laughs> he created a picture. That is Donald Trump to a T, and the things that happened to him simultaneously—death by a thousand cuts. I made sure it was depicted in my art. Everything, everything, all the way from Ashley Babbitt on the White House stairs. I have her laying on the Constitution. The point being was that was a very powerful piece. And I don't think I even had a a choice in the matter. It was just screaming to me. Many pieces do that to me, believe it or not. I'm not sure how many people, when they paint, they have an idea in mind. But when I paint, I throw on the paint, I let it dry, and I look for images. I look for a story. I look for people and faces that are already there that I could enhance and bring to life. I truly believe that that is what art is. I am merely a vessel for the canvas and the brush, and it is a spectacular feeling to watch it happen. To just be throwing paint on there, and you're thinking you're doing okay. Yeah, I guess it looks okay. And then it dries, and you come back, and you're about to do something, and all of a sudden, the entire painting shifts on you—a 180. What you thought you were creating 
is no longer what you can create because you saw something that would not let you go. I, I think I remember now why I loved drawing so much when I was younger. There is nothing more exciting than taking your imagination and watching it spill onto a canvas. But see now, this is only one thing my store offers. I also offer self-portraits, uh, animated self-portraits. If you want a self-portrait, absolutely, it's cost. It costs a hundred dollars. You have to send me your picture. Go to the checkout. As soon as it's done, I am creating. It won't take me long. It'll probably take me about four or five days, and uh, then it will be in the mail. It will be shipped to you. And uh, if you have uh, family, if you want. Uh, to get the whole family involved, there's absolutely、um, deals going on there, especially around Christmas time. But、uh, the wonderful thing about my store is, on top of all the paintings, I have taken my art, and I have、um, what do you call it? I guess laser printed it on a whole bunch of products. Now I just wanted to see how they would look at first. And a lot of them did not suit my art, so I couldn't put them on. Couldn't put them on there. But what I did find out <laughs> was there were some pillows, some jackets, some shirts, sports bra as well,、uh, fanny pack, duffel bags that not only fit my pictures. Perfectly, people will be、uh, people will be talking about these pictures. As long as you're carrying the bag around, I tell you, when you see what is on my site and how I created and how I aligned the pictures to the bags and the T-shirts and stuff like that, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. The pillows, like the whole picture, engulfs the very front of the pillow with a beautiful outline of gold trim、uh, from the Freddy picture, because the gold trim kind of represents the gold puzzle box that Freddy has in his hand. Now, I'm not sure if you all know about horror movies. Everybody knows about Jason and Freddy. <laughs> But when it comes to Pinhead and when it comes to、uh, Ghostface and everybody else, it you know it kind of gets a little foggy. Where did they come from? Where did they originate? But Pinhead, Pinhead was by far one of the most scariest villains, demons that ever graced、uh, Hollywood. The the movies. He had such a powerful presence about himself. Now, obviously, Freddy Krueger too, and way, way more powerful than Pinhead for some reason. I guess maybe it was just the、uh, the production companies. I don't know. But what I have created here is a never before seen battle between Freddy Krueger. And Pinhead, because Freddy Krueger is standing there holding this puzzle box, and he opened it, and the chains have come for him. 
which is conjured up Pinhead, and his minions, which are behind him, walking from the depths of hell into the room that has captured Freddy and is now ripping him apart. But you know, Freddy, he can't keep a good man down. So what I would want to know is if anybody important ever got wind of this picture, got wind of what I was talking about here, wouldn't it just be the cat's meow if they created a movie about Hellraiser and Freddy? And believe it or not, this is exactly how Freddy could have actually become Freddy. He could have escaped just like Frank did. <laughs> Not sure if you remember that movie Hellraiser, but Frank, he escaped hell, and Pinhead wanted him back. Wonderful movie, wonderful trilogy. Same with Freddy. But alas, they've all gotten predictable, predictable, boring, complacent, and something new needs to happen, which I think is me. Give me a chance. The amazing, the amazing ideas I have for movies. I don't know where they come from. Like somebody, something is feeding me this information, and unfortunately, I am not a millionaire, so these movies will never happen unless somebody either takes me seriously or just takes it, takes my idea. Either way, I don't care. I just want to see the movie. You know what I'm saying? You know, back to the、uh, back to the store. <laughs> the pillows are absolutely beautiful. They're throw pillows that are about twenty-two、uh, inches uh, uh, square. And I've also gotten,、uh, I've also acquired some long ones,、uh, about、uh, maybe I guess ten inches in width and about twenty-two inches in in, in length. Which is wonderful because the picture is—it it looks like it's supposed to be there. So if you go to my site, you're going to definitely see、um, the merchandise that's on there. Like I don't just have clothes either. Like I have cups,、um, like I said, fanny packs, duffel bags, and every day because I'm on there every day bettering my site,、um, more merchandise is coming on, and. Not only is it merchandise, I'm, I'm putting my personality into it. I'm putting my spin on it. Like the the coffee cups that you're actually seeing on my site, again, have my picture of Freddy Krueger and Pinhead and、uh, Ghostface and、uh, Jason、uh, on the cup, all around the cup, and the cup on the inside is a beautiful orange, so like a very very Halloweenish cup. Unfortunately, Halloween just passed, but it's still a wonderful Christmas present because, trust me, Halloween's coming again. And you know what? Just to show off these cups to somebody, like I guarantee, if somebody came over for for coffee, you would literally go for that cup just so they would see it, because the ah、uh, the depth in that picture, the I don't know the look of Freddy's face. I just love it. And I know I'm biased because I'm the one that, you know, painted it. But you know what? If you knew me, 
you would know that I am more honest with myself than most people are. I learned that a long time ago, you know. Like in order to really get ahead in this world, be humble. Don't glow, don't throw it in people's faces, you know, like I know that you feel good sometimes when you do something and you really can't can't stop yourself and you kind of look like an ass sometimes. Trust me, I've done it more times than I can count. Um, it's not the way. Just be humble. Thanks. Give thanks for everything that you get and know that what doesn't come your way was not supposed to. Nothing is ever coming for free for us guys. We always have to work for what we want. And I'm starting to learn this now more than ever. I am putting more effort into my life than I have ever. And the funniest thing is I'm unemployed. I have never worked so much now that I am unemployed than when I was working. Because when I was working, I come home, I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I'm doing right now. But because of I have all this time, my whole existence gets to go to me trying to create a future. Like there is something to working, but not for somebody else. I think that was why I really had a problem with working, because I knew at the end of the day, I was getting somebody else rich. I remember, whew, how old was I? Twenty-two years old. I uh, worked at uh, this place called Telespectrum. It was a it was a telephone place, and I was selling. Uh, Columbia House Music Club uh, certificates. Now I don't know what I had that everybody else didn't. Everybody said it was my voice, it was my pace, it was my sultriness. I don't know. I guess they hear something that I'm kind of immune to. I kind of hear myself and I kind of mainly. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> But、uh, no, I digress. I worked there for about six months. Well, within three months, they were making jokes that there's no way that anybody could ever catch up to me. And、uh, what was his name? Charlie, our supervisor. He'd go, "Okay, today's today's、uh, goal is twenty sales, guys. George, you're forty." And it was just like I knew he was kidding. And I knew he wasn't. I don't think he would have cared if I got more than twenty. But the point being is, I always was able to get more than twenty when everybody was struggling to even attempt to get twenty. I was getting almost forty every single day. But then came a time where somebody got jealous. <laughs> They flipped my tape around. So half of the day was completely gone, and what could I do? It was very funny. If you can't beat them, destroy them. Like my gosh, how small, petty, vindictive, 
and pathetic are some of these human beings? <laughs> like, I, I could never do something like that. Even if I was angry, it, it's not even in me to do something so malicious, so callous. But it didn't matter. Because, you know, a couple months later, it only happened once. But a couple months later, I decided that I wasn't going to work there anymore. And they had no problem. See you later. See you later. And it's like, you know, if I was making 40 sales, the owner of Music Club must have absolutely adored me. But Charlie, because he's only a supervisor as a telephone soliciting company, he could care less. He didn't own Columbia House Music Club either. Now, when I was working there, I knew that I wasn't making much money. I knew I was making somebody else a lot of money. But when you're younger, you really want the kudos more than the money. Like, the money's cool, especially if you're making money. But all of a sudden, you're making money, then all of a sudden, you get the kudos as well. It straightens your spine, you know. It makes you feel like a man. And that's exactly what happened. But uh, then I had to leave because I wasn't feeling like too much of a man anymore sitting behind a desk talking on a phone. And about two months later, I got a job in construction at Misty Lake Lodge in Gimli. One of the best jobs I ever had. It was unbelievable. For like three years, all my life was, was, wow, working on Misty Lake Lodge, the beach, barbecues, bonfires. It was absolutely magical. It was ultimate freedom. It kind of freaks me out that that's being threatened today. To not be able to do that again would be incomprehensible. But again, let's not get dark. That's for my paintings. Let's keep the darkness in the paint. Because what we have to do is we have to get focusing on my business. We got to get people to come there. We got to get people to see my paintings. We got to get people to believe in my paintings because I'm from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, Ottawa, North America, the world the Milky Way just passed Alpha Centauri and guess what? I can make Winnipeg great again. <laughs> all I want to do is make my mark if you know what I'm saying. That's all I want to do. I just want to leave something behind. It's kind of weird when you get to that age. That's how you start thinking. I never, ever thought like that when I was a child. Oh, there was just so much time. And now you're just, we know. And now I want to make my mark. I want to be in people's homes, even when I'm passed away. I want to be passed down from family to family. How else are we immortal, if not through our art or through our children?
I love art. It releases that energy that many, many of us truly need to release and are not able to. I am lucky that I have many vices to release my energy. I love to sing. I love to act. I love to talk. I love to blog. I love to paint. I love sports. My sister calls me a renaissance man because she has watched me through my life and she tells me that there is yet one thing that I have not been able to do. Unfortunately, I am poor in poverty and, you know, pats on the back don't feed you. Don't get you to the dinner. You know what I'm saying? I'm now understanding that proof is in the pudding. A lot of people have been patting me on the back saying, oh, wonderful paintings, wonderful paintings. Well, guess what? I just opened up my store. They're now for sale. Now I want to hear the same thing. Wonderful paintings, wonderful paintings. Unless that was just patronizing me. You know, sometimes friends, they could be worse than strangers. Because I don't care what strangers think. But I do care what my friends think. And I do care what my family thinks. And if they're not honest, then what the heck do I need them for? Because that's pretty much all I need them for. Please, be honest with me so I am always on the right track. <laughs>